When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So let's get into it, John. Pre-game six-pack. We preview six people, angles, wrinkles to this game. Uh, and then we give our predictions on the game as well. So as always, you go first, John. What's your first thing to watch for the game on Sunday? The quarterback rotation with Jeff Driscoll and Davis Mills. Driscoll is the best runner on the team with Damian Pierce out. And I don't think Pierce will play the rest of the year. But uh, uh, they can't have Jeff Driscoll not play. You know, they've got two terrible running backs in Rex Burkhead and Dari Gumbawale. They have two guys in this game who have a rushing touchdown, Gumbawale and Davis Mills. So they got to keep this rotation, even though the Chiefs are ready for it. When Jeff Driscoll takes a snap, you still have to worry about him running the ball. And he is a good runner. And uh, Pep Hamilton made a mistake. He should have had Driscoll run four times on that first and goal at the four. And... Uh, but I would say those two, at least it's interesting. You know, there's not much interesting about this team other than going to have the first pick. But when the two quarterbacks are uh, interchangeable and they bring two different things to the table, you know, it, maybe it keeps a few people awake. Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's it's different. Uh, John, you said something there. Um, I mean, you just – you you just stated it as if uh, as if it were fact that Damian Pierce is going to get sat out the rest of the year. The reports have been up to three games, but you you seem to be pretty confident that you think we've seen the last of Damian Pierce in twenty twenty two. Is that what I'm reading? One of the problems with a high ankle sprain, if you got to play, you can play with it, and you play with pain, and you take shots, and you can make if you make it worse. Then he could have an operation. What would be the point? You know, there's just no point. You know, I got nothing to lose. Sit more games. He has 220 carries. He's on a pace for 1,227 yards. And so what? You leave him at 220 carries. That's a good number. A lot fewer than it should be, or it would be if he were healthy. And considering he didn't have a lot of wear and tear. On him at Florida, I think that would be good going into next season when he's going to have different players around him and a new quarterback. But I just think that they know it'd be stupid to put him out there for one or two games that mean absolutely nothing. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I like I, You could tell me that, they, that he didn't have an ankle sprain, but they just want to shut him down for the rest of the year because of where the team is at right now, and I would have been fine with that. This, this high ankle sprain may be the best thing to happen to Damian Pierce and the Texans because it gives – it gives him a reason to sit him out because Lovey was going to keep riding him into the ground. Like Lovey has had given no indication, John, that he was going to stop feeding the ball to to Damian Pierce. I don't need. I said that before the season. I don't need to see him get 300 carries for a team that wins two games, uh, and they may not even win two games at this point. So I'm I'm with you on that. All right, my first one, John Jalen Petrie, hoping to build off what have been I think I think this has been his best two game stretch. As a uh, as a pro so far, the the game against Cleveland where he had the interception and the 16 tackles, and then last week he had 12 tackles, was all over the place. Couple pass breakups, I think just beyond the stat sheet, he was showing a real willingness to go in and be ultra ultra physical in that game against the Cowboys. 
Um, you know, he's he's really adapted well to playing free safety, which I know is not something he did at Baylor, as you know. Um, and this will be a game, John, where we know, look, it's a really good offense they're going against. It's going to work the middle of the field, and Travis Kelsey is going to be a big part of that. Jalen Petrie, I know they play zone, not man. He's not manned up on Travis Kelsey, but he's going to be part of an effort to try to at least slow down this Kansas City offense. So hoping that Jalen Petrie can build off of the last couple of really good games that he's had. The only reason he had bad games, he missed too many tackles in the open field. Mm -hmm. And um, he did play free safety at Baylor, and he didn't play well. Then when Dave Aranda came in, moved him into a new position, a hybrid safety linebacker where he played around the line of scrimmage. He blitzed a lot. He made a lot of tackles in the backfield. That's not going to happen now with where he's playing, but he's making more plays. But I'm I'm eager to see him have a shot at a guy in the open field, see if he's taking better angles or wrapping up. But, you know, that defense has missed a lot of tackles this season. I yeah. think Petrie's probably missed the most, but people got to be excited about where he is and where he's going to be next season. What's your next one, John? Um, the One of the perhaps the biggest thing in this game for the Texans is their lack of a running game. When you've got Dari Gumbawali and Rex Burkhead, and I'm trying to think who'll start. Now, somebody asked me this. I said, it doesn't matter. I said, they're both going to play. They're both going to get carries. Both had finished the Dallas game with negative yardage. I don't know if I'd ever hand the ball off. Maybe throw them some short passes, see if they gain two or three yards, because that's going to be more than they rush for. But uh, I'm guessing now they're already 29th in rushing, even with Damian Pierce. So now there's no doubt over the last four games, they're not going to run the ball. doesn't matter who they drag off the assembly line and put back there. They'll have the worst running game in the league and the worst run defense. And uh, that's hard to accomplish. But if you've left yourself with Burkhead and Agumba Wally, and I blame uh, Nick Casario for not doing a better job. You know, the, they had uh, Marlon Mack, and he's not great, but he's playing with somebody, and he, he was a good receiver. He had a 66-yard touchdown against okay, the Chiefs last week. 66-yard touchdown, and they didn't want him. So they he has done – a bad job, and how he didn't recognize that Rex Burkhead can't run anymore. Dari Gumbawali, if he could run, he'd have been running. And uh, so, you know, Rex Burkhead's so bad, people are pleading for Dari Gumbawali. Yeah, that's so where we are. The running game, you know, if between them they rush for 50 yards, I'd be shocked. You know, what are the odds that Jeff Driscoll is not going to be the leading rusher. No, I'm I'm not taking that. I'm not touching that, John. Are you kidding me? I think that's a distinct possibility in this game, um, which actually brings me to to my second one here, which is they're probably going to need to throw the football in this game with no Damian Pierce. Um, so um, I would like to see Amari Rogers build on the game that he had last week. You know, yes. it's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's it was something new. Um, he's a talented football player. He comes from Clemson. He was a third round pick. Same draft as Nico Collins, uh, who hopefully is back this week as well. Um, I would like to see Amari Rodgers. Amari Rodgers is a guy, John, who at least talent-wise should be on this team next year too. Uh, he's got two years left on his rookie deal. There's no reason Amari Rodgers shouldn't be on this football team next year unless they go hog wild in free agency in the draft this year at the wide receiver position. He is a good football player. I, I liked him coming out of Clemson. Um, I think – 
he's, you know, John Mechie is going to be coming back. So maybe John Mechie winds up being the slot guy. But I liked what I saw of Amari Rodgers. I thought his touchdown catch was not just one of these things where he happened to get open or there was a coverage bust. I thought his touchdown catch was one that he went up and snags from a couple of defenders. That was good to see. So um, because the passing game is probably going to be a bigger part of what they do in this game, and let's face it, they're probably going to be behind in this game. So they're going to be throwing the ball quite a bit, especially in the second half. Uh, I'd like to see Amari Rodgers build on his four-catch performance from last week and give us uh, an- another reason why maybe he's a guy worth keeping around next year when the rebuild hopefully starts to amp up a little bit. The reason he was cut is because he fumbled punts. They don't need him to, to have that role. I want to see him as a slot receiver with Chris Moore outside, Nico Collins outside. I don't want to see Brandon Cooks anymore. Keep Philip Dorsett as the fourth one and uh, – and uh, give me that, give me that setup any day of the week. Yep. What's your next one? Your last one, John. I got to go back to. I'm going to go to the offensive tackles. Not giving up a sack. The entire offensive line not giving up a sack against Cleveland with Miles Garrett and Dallas with Micah Parsons is pretty impressive. And the Cowboys, of course, led the league with 48 sacks, highest pressure rate. And nobody was getting them. Laramie Tunsil is doing a great job on pass protection. He needs to eliminate the false stars, but we've been saying that ever since he got here. And I think the offensive tackles, Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard, deserve some recognition, and they need to pass protect uh, well for a third game in a row because they have to throw the ball, and they need to give those guys time. Yeah, I, that was uh, that, that was actually I had that on my list for sure, I, and I would take that protection theme and 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 just extrapolate it out over the whole offensive line because the interior's not been good this year. Kenyon Green is going to be somebody to watch every week between now and the rest of the season to see if he makes progress before he gets into what I think is a really important off season for him. And we know that Kansas City has you know along the defensive front they've got guys that can get after the passer. Frank Clark on the outside, but then Chris Jones as well. Um, so yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that one. My last one, I'll go to the opposing, I'll go to the other side for the pass rush and that's the Texans pass rush. Um, they, uh, they, they did some good things last week against the Cowboys. The sack numbers weren't necessarily, uh, there, but I thought there were times where they made Dak Prescott feel a little uncomfortable. The pass rush has been better over the last few weeks. They kind of, they were good the first few weeks of the season, then hit a serious lull. And in the last few weeks, they've come back to wreak a little bit of havoc. Obo Okoronkwo, I think, has been a real find for them. He's he's had a good few games here. He was very active in that Cowboys game. And I think the big key with um, with Mahomes, which at times they didn't do with Prescott, but it's even harder to do with Mahomes, is keeping him in the pocket because he's so good at making those throws on the run. He's really good at scrambling, knowing when to get down, knowing when to get out of bounds. He's just a really, really smart runner and a really capable runner. And that gets lost in the shuffle sometimes because his arm is just so otherworldly. But he can really, really hurt you um, improvising and with his legs. So I think not only the pass rush getting after Patrick Mahomes, but keeping him in the pocket and containing him so he doesn't get out in open in open space. I would love to see them activate Jonathan Grenard. It's been such a disappointment because he's been hurt. He's the best pass rusher, eight sacks last season. I think he missed like five games. You know, you they, they need a pass rusher, just like they need a defensive tackle. Wouldn't it be interesting if Nick Serio decided to take, like, defensive tackle Jalen 
Carter with the first pick or trade down two or three spots to somebody who wanted a quarterback, take Will Anderson Jr. or Carter, and then pick up an extra one and then take a quarterback. There's three, and it bothers me, although I certainly don't know. I didn't watch Kentucky like I watched Ohio State and Alabama. These people talking about Will Levis from Kentucky is going to be the highest-rated quarterback when right now it's C.J. Stroud. But um, I I really would like to see uh, those guys be able to pull that off. And um, the more I think about the offseason, the more fired up I am, Sean. Let's just get it over with. You know, they need a pass rusher. It'd be great for Jonathan Grenard to come back from his injury and have a closing burst, so to speak, where we see the guy that got those sacks early last year and led the team with eight, where maybe it wouldn't be as big a need. Yep. Uh, I the, the, Levis, the Levis thing has a real Trubisky feel to me, John. You know what I mean? Where it's you got two guys that are in Young and, and Stroud that are, you know, they, they feel a little to me like, well, I say like Mahomes and Watson, although Mahomes was a real talent at Texas Tech, but he didn't win nearly to the level that, that those two guys did, but it's like, there's a vibe with Levis where there's, they, they like the package of skills that he has, but it, it just hasn't translated. At least it didn't for Kentucky was a big disappointment this year. Um, So I, I'm with you on that. I, I, I need to wait and see this, this uh, off season play out with Levis a little bit more. I, I am fearful that that's the route they end up going is using the number one pick, on something else and then going Levis with that Cleveland pick, wherever that, wherever that may fall. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see if it involves a trade and they can get other first round picks from that, then um, it would be hard to say no to that. Um, all right. My, so, uh, so I think we're good. We did our pregame six pack right there.